Welcome to Snack Circle. I'm Jordan. And I'm Marin. Grab yourself a snack and let's hang out. This week, we're going to be talking all about healing from a breakup. So whether you've been through a breakup or you're currently going through one, or maybe you're happily married like me, but you just like want to be here for the girl talk, welcome. And we're excited to just like talk about this because, I mean, who hasn't been through a bad breakup? It's the worst, but Truly. we're here for each other. Okay, but before we jump into our episode, Jordan, do you have any recaps? What has your week been like? How are the kiddos at school? What are you reading, watching, listening to? Um. Okay, school has been good. Just busy as always. Really no um no break on the horizon until mm-hmm. Thanksgiving break so it's kind of like okay we're in the thick of it but you know we also love it love to be busy okay I do have a like an not even an update about me but just something that I saw on TikTok because as you know I'm back on TikTok and I haven't deleted it even though I keep saying I'm going to because I actually love it <laughs> and I feel like I love TikTok no, too. And, like I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so special because every TikTok relates to me. Like that's not the literal point of TikTok. <laughs> I know. It's kind of scary sometimes, like how accurate it's it, so it is. Niche. Like I'll just be thinking about something. Literally. It's, it's wild. It's so freaking niche. And I'm like, okay, this is terrifying. But I saw the other day, I think it was another podcast, or maybe it was just a TikToker, I don't know, that we're talking about the song Anti Antihero by Taylor Swift. And specifically, oh, yeah. the lyrics, um, sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on a hill. Okay, obviously when Antihero mm-hmm. came out, everyone was like, weird lyric girl. And I like, and I was also like... Yeah, it is very odd. I'm like, why did you say sexy baby? But with the release of... Ooh, yeah, yeah, I'm like kind of on. But with the release of um, Guts by Olivia Rodrigo, this person was like, drawing the parallel between like Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo and like Olivia Rodrigo kind of is the sexy baby in society like I've also read a lot about how like Mm. Guts is like the first album that a lot of like it's the first pop album that a lot of I would say like cuspers like the Gen Z millennial cusp are like wait am I too old for this and suddenly I'm like wait interesting I do feel like Olivia Rodrigo like obviously she's not like a literal baby but she is a baby in the fact that she's like 20 or something insane and yeah um she's like my little sister's age and and it is kind of like oh like suddenly I'm not relating on the level that I feel like I I was with Sour, which wasn't even that long ago. That was like four years ago, I think, like maybe two years ago. Um, Mm. So, yeah, anyways, I've been kind of obsessed with that and telling everyone that I know that, I don't know, I feel like Taylor Swift, she always comes through. Even when we think it's a little weird, when we're like, wait, Mm -hmm. not, not getting the reference, not understanding... She comes through, and she really came through with this for me. Yeah, her music is so intentional, where to that point, like, when I listen to something, and I'm like, what does that even mean? I just assume, like, there is a whole story behind this. Mm -hmm. Like, she is so intentional with, like, every single line she writes, every word she uses is so specific and intentional. And I guess that does make sense, because if you think of Olivia Rodrigo, or, like, Billie Eilish, 
Um, who else is young and like making music? Maybe Noah Cyrus. Yeah, Gracie Abrams. Relevant. Yeah, like they are like the new thing. And if I learned anything from A Star Is Born, <sighs> they will take a new pop thing and they will get rid of the old very Amen. quickly. And she might. And now it's kind of like, do you think she's feeling insecure? Like this woman who literally sold out stadium tours for months and months and months. Like, does she feel like she's old and washed up? Like, I know we all have our head junk. And that's kind of sobering to think like, wow, this woman who literally is the pinnacle of female music or just honestly all music right now. Like she is setting so many records for her to still feel inadequate and not enough because she's not young and maybe she's also missing like the first start of her career and she might feel like these girls like almost have an advantage like I mean she did like trail she kind of walked so they could run in a way like maybe she's reflecting on all of that I don't know yeah okay I really recommend if anyone's like obsessed with this idea this theory or whatever to go listen to nothing new which was like one of the vault tracks that came out on Taylor Swift's version of Red featuring Phoebe Bridgers because I feel like that's literally what that song is about is like you're just eventually replaced by like the next younger, cuter, sweeter, whatever girl um, like in pop stardom but also just like in life um, for women. So nothing new. That's such a bop and I feel like that really fits into the whole thing. And also Phoebe Bridgers, like we love her. I love that you're back on TikTok, but I feel like you should be on teacher TikTok. Like you should, your teacher outfits are so cute. I feel like you could go off. I feel like it takes so much time though to make content like that. Like it's like, it looks like just a cute little one minute video, but I'm like, wow, you really had to walk around the whole day and set your phone up before you did a single thing. And I think about that a lot with like mom creators too, that I'm like, oh, I could set my phone up and film my day. And then I'm like, I can barely go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like I, and I'm sure like as a teacher, that's literally same. Like I can barely feed myself. Like I cannot literally. remember to set my phone up. Like we got to get stuff done, but so true. I don't literally. know. You would be cute. I would watch you. I'd watch your TikTok. Thank you. You know, sometimes I'm like, it could be in the cards for me. You never know. Build a little following, but <laughs> um, I want to know. About Louis the Child or Louis the Child, we never figured out what how to say it. <laughs> I I've always said Louis the Me Child, too. and when they announced them, they also said Louis. So I believe it is Louis the Child. We also learned how they got their name because when they were on, Nick was like, um, I was like, oh. Like, I think his name's Robbie and Frederick, and Robbie's like the taller guy, and Frederick is the shorter guy, but. I was like, Robbie's talking a lot. Or I just referred to him as, like, the tall guy. I was like, the tall guy's talking a lot. Like, he's kind of the one who, like, introduces everything. He's the one who, like, is doing all the hype. Like, Frederick was not speaking. And Nick was like, oh, well, that's Louie. And I was like, I don't think that either of their names are Louie. And then we went back in the car, and we were Googling. And, um, yeah, they just – they couldn't figure out a name and they just went to Wikipedia and started doing like a random refresh on Wikipedia for articles. And the article they landed on, its title was Louis the Child. So they just named their, I, they aren't a, a band, a producer. What, what do you call it? Because they're not a band. Like Are they artists, still referred to as a band? Right? Like, I don't, 
Yeah. Artists. Okay, they they named their artist group Louis the Child just literally after that, which truly checks out. Like these men, I don't know if they were wearing something similar at Sun City, but they were wearing sweats. <laughs> they were wearing sweats, <laughs> like literally probably making millions of dollars a year. Right. So wearing rich. sweats and t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Yes, like when you're so rich, your aesthetic is so good, but you're but if you were poor, you know it wouldn't be cute. It's like Billie Eilish, like she is so casual mm-hmm. and you're like, I know that outfit is so expensive and it looks so good. Yeah. But like I try to also be that casual and I look like a potato. No, literally so, so true. Yeah. But these men were wearing <laughs> some sweatpants. And then their openers all no, me, I go to a concert, I'm like, let's break down the fashion yeah. of the men. But the openers also, they were I don't know if they were just local to Austin or going on tour with them. I'd never heard of them before or seen them. They were called Gold Gold Wall, oh. Gold Wall DJ. Okay. And it was just two bros. Mm. One guy had a wedding ring on. And so I really created a whole narrative that like mom was home with the kids or like his wife was home with the baby, putting the baby to sleep. He's like, got my DJ gig. <laughs> and she's like, good luck. And like yes. sent him on his way. Um, but these men... These men were wearing matching sweatsuits. They had lightnings on, like, lightning bolts on them. One guy was wearing, like, a gray tracksuit with blue lightning bolts, and the other guy was wearing a blue tracksuit with gray lightning bolts. Yeah. And I was like, Nick, you know they feel so cool right now. Like, they are, like... They're like singing along to the songs and they're just like, like one's wearing the headphones, the other one's wearing the headphones. I'm like, they are really cool. Like they're feeling it. Like they are on the top of their game. (laughs) And they were good. Like they played some good songs and um, they played for probably an hour and a half. And then Louis the Child came on at midnight and we got there at nine because they had like that's when the doors opened and they did like a little happy hour and we like got ourselves to the front. We were like, we want to like, we don't want to get lost in the crowd. You know, like we want to like see everything and it was good. It was really hype. It was really fun. Um, truly stayed up till maybe 3am, which, you know, is unfortunate when your baby wakes up at six. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was really feeling it the next day, but I took a little nap and we are fine, you know, I'm used to the sleepless nights, but yeah, it was really good. I realized, like, I looked at Nick and I'm like, we are so old. Like, I know we're still young. Like, th- it's crazy to me that this is like the height of people's like going out scene. Cause I'm just like, I maybe am good for like two months. Like I am old. I'm young, yeah. but I'm old. Like, I don't know how to explain no, it. No, how do we <laughs> I'm just washed it. up. Wait, no, that's so relatable. I know Nick's gonna be twenty nine tomorrow. Nick, how you doing? That's, that is crazy. Yeah. Last last year was twenties, and but he still seems the same to me as like when I met him at twenty two. Well, Nick, like, Nick will never age. Okay, like we get it. Yeah, <laughs> we get it, Nick. Yeah. It's uh, we used one of those old people filters on um, <laughs> TikTok, and he looked so good, and I looked like a meth head and it's really not fair because like I knew like Milo Ventimiglia like also looks 
much better than he did when like he played Jess and I was kind of like I feel like that'll be Nick Mm -hmm. like Nick's gonna be 45 and look really really good and I'm really gonna look bad no and so I mean I don't know what I have to do to get ahead of it like maybe retinol like really paying attention to my sun exposure I don't know what to do I don't I really don't know what we do (laughs) we got a sunscreen (laughs) yes the last little update I have is I have read two books since we I guess talked about our books um I read Dumb Witness which was an Agatha Christie you know I'm in my my second year of Agatha Christie my murder mystery stage of life and it was like kind of bad like honestly it was not that good but I'm like committed to reading Mm. all of the books in like the one series and I'm like well there's gonna be some duds but then I just started like two or three days ago I who have never known men Mm. yeah I who have never known men and it's and I've seen it everywhere like everyone's talking about it even though it's kind of old I think it's a French translation too um and oh my gosh I will have more to report but it is so good it is wildly good it's about like a woman who well she's kind of like young I guess she's like maybe a teenager who like is raised in like an underground bunker with like a bunch of other women and they're like watched and they can't remember like how they got there like why they're there um and it's just like really interesting but yeah like she's never known men and like never known a life outside of that and so I'm only I'm like I'm probably it's only like 180 pages and I'm only like maybe 50 pages in so oh whoa yeah it's super short it's like a novella is it scary no it's like I mean, it's dystopian, and then it's, like, so bizarre, but, like, the prose and the writing is super interesting because it's just, like, the thoughts of this, like, young person who is, like, figuring out life without any outside factors, I guess. So, I don't know. It's so interesting. I can see, like, why everybody recommends it. Is there any context of how long she's been living there? Like, was she raised in that environment? Yeah. Are those, like, her sisters or her mom? No, or so, like... Who are these women the with women her? The women don't, know, like, are not related to each other. Like, not... They didn't know each other prior. And she came as a child. She's, like, the youngest one there. But they have no sense of time because they're underground. And everything's, like, manufactured by, like, the guards that, like, are around. So they have no idea, like, how long they've been there, so they don't know how old she is. Um, So they're just, like, they guess that she's between, like, 13 and 17. Um, But they, like, have no idea. So it's just, like, very interesting. (gasps) Oh, my gosh, I want to read it. Wait, are the guards women, No, the guards are men, but they never speak to them. And it's, like, the same, like, men that come in and out. (gasps) Oh my yeah. gosh, I'm so interested. I'm like, what do you do with your day? Like, what are you eating? What are your thoughts? Yeah, the thoughts do are they, really Like, what thoughts do they even have? Yeah, her thoughts are very if interesting. they've never... Like, her thoughts are just about, like, existing. Because they can't even, like... They can't even... This is, like, kind of sad, but they can't even die. You know, like, there's no way for them to, like, die in there. They, like, won't allow... Like, because they're not old enough to die, obviously, but, like... There's oh okay I'm like they are vampires they have no like I'm sure like they will die but like there's no way for them to die so it's like they literally just are existing doing nothing with each other (gasps) yes literally a horror film it is but it's not scary like it's just kind of like because she's not afraid she's just kind of like this is what I know Mm. like 
you know, I don't know. I'll have to report back next week. I'm going to tell you guys how it ends. I mean, not spoil, but <laughs> give the review. Anything else going on over in Texas? Yeehaw? No, nope. Yeehaw. It's getting a little cooler, slowly but surely. We did our Cozy Girl fall episode, and now I feel like it's getting colder, and I love it so much. Like, the breeze is cooling down, and it's, like, actually fun to be outside. The other day, we, like, went to the sand pit and played, and it was the perfect weather. And, yeah, then we're going to go to Chicken and Pickle tomorrow. Do y'all have Chicken and Pickle there, or, like, in Denver? I feel like it's a chain. I don't think we have one here, but my parents have gone a couple times. They, like, went in Kansas City. Mm. And then, I don't know if there's Mm. one in Tucson, or they're, like, building it or something, but, yeah. But I'll let you know how it goes. I've never played pickleball before. I am going to wear a little cute tennis skirt, though. Mm -hmm. As you should. I I I think I like ping pong, and I like tennis, so we'll see. Nick um, has always been obsessed with pickleball, and so it's like a dream come true for him. Like, he loves fried chicken, he loves beer, and he (gasps) is really loving pickleball right now, so it's like the perfect birthday for him. And then... I feel like he's kind of listening to our conversation because he's, like, in the other room. So I don't want to, like, spoil what I'm going to make him for his birthday. But I'm going to make him something really fun for his birthday Cute. before we leave. Love that. <laughs> so I'm excited. Um, in my baking era, as, as we should be in the fall, you right, know. for sure. Love it. Okay, so breakups. I'm like, so now to get into something a little bit heavier. So... <laughs> Now to talk about something really depressing and sad. <laughs> um, yes, so this is the breakup episode. We have kind of like talked about doing it for a while. Um, like we're breaking up <laughs> with each other. <laughs> yeah, so, so me and Jordan decided that we're going to break up. Everyone decides who goes with mom and who goes with the other mommy. I'm and sorry. we're all going to start our own podcast. Never. Jordan's going to start a podcast called Snack. I'm going to call Circle <laughs> and you have to pick. You have to pick, okay, guys? Oh, my god! No, I... I mean, I feel like we could even... This is more so, like, romantic relationship breakup. Yes. And in another episode, we could talk about friend breakup. But honestly, I've been putting off the friend breakup one because that one almost feels more raw and... So sad. ...vulnerable and too... It's too sad to even touch Ugh. versus a relationship breakup. Yeah. And maybe that's because I'm married and, like, I don't... I don't know. I'm like done with my breaking up era and like I obviously have not experienced a breakup in like over eight years, but it just feels too raw to talk about friend breakups because that just is something different. It just hits different when you break up with a friend. So this is just romantic relationship, but would you want to share like worst breakup that you've been involved in? Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, T, I've only been in one breakup. Um, so one, one is the worst. Um, And I think I've talked about this briefly on this podcast, but it was last October. It's almost been a year. It's, and I initiated it. Um, And it was definitely a situation where I was very comfortable, very happy, but also was kind of looking at my life and thinking, if I'm in this relationship, it's going to continue. Like, there's a natural path that I'm going to go down, which I feel like this is, like, such a, you know, the plight of being a woman. Like, I am just going to fall into 
this path in life, which is fine. And like, I do feel like eventually I want that path, but do I want it with this person? Because if not, like I have Mm -hmm. to get out of it. And that's like such a, like adult real life. Like, oh yeah, I'm actually living. I'm not just like a Sims character. Like I have to, (laughs) unfortunately, Unfortunately, no one is um, controlling me. I do have to decide what I want to do. So I, yeah, I broke up with the person I was dating and it was, um, really hard. And I still to this day, I'm like, that is really tough and really painful. And I'm like, would it recommend, but also would, because I do feel like overall, it was what I wanted and like you have to I think you have to do I mean not that you have to do what you want but you have to do what feels right and like where you feel like your path is going and so Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I, I did it and it was it was what it was and it's still um like still painful I mean a year later but also, I'm like would recommend moving and like completely changing your entire yeah. life so that you um don't have any memories. <laughs> that really helped me. Yeah, and like then yeah, then you don't have to run into them. You don't I mean, also y'all were dating during COVID and that was a time where everyone was like home a lot and so then you're like now in this space that this person used to be in all the time and it's just very like just a lot of reminders For of sure. them and the things that and the memories that y'all have and I feel like that is such a real thought where like in high school and college when we like people or even have relationships there is almost like this non-pressure to it where it's like well we'll just like date and like you don't really have to confront the like where's this going talk until you're much older or like the next milestone happens, like you graduate yeah. and then you're, it's like, okay, there's kind of a fork in the road, like which way are we going to go? But when you're an adult and you're like kind of establishing your life, it's like, I don't want to just like have this be in the balance for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then I look up 10 years later and I'm like, you had my best years and like, I don't even want to marry you. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, so and so there is more of that pressure to be like, oh wait, like, what, what do I want out of, like, a partner? And, like, is this my person? There's, like, suddenly all this pressure that's, like, oh, this is, like, the moment people talk about. Like, right. this is happening. Like, I could easily get engaged or this could end. And that's such a big, scary thing. It is. Such a big change. It really is. It's, like, extremely daunting. I was, like, talking about this with um, Alanis, and she said and I don't know if she read this somewhere or if she like made it up because she's so smart but she talked about like the hardest part is like losing the language that you've created with that person and like burying that version of yourself that will never come to fruition because like as people we do Mm. like think about our futures obviously and you like plan your future especially when you're in a long relationship and this was like almost three years that we were together so it was, it's like you um, have to, it's more than just like, oh, like I'm ending, I'm not going to date this person anymore. It is like they leave your life um, in most mm-hmm. situations. And then it's like, well, you have created a version of you and you've also created a version of your life where this other person fits. And um, 
you kind of have to blow it up. And it's like, shoot, <laughs> that is tough to do. But that's yeah. so scary, especially when they are such a good human and you love so many parts of them. Like, I think a lot of times, like, we think breakups are always this big explosive thing where it's like, I don't want to be with you. I don't like you. You've betrayed me. Like, either there's been, like, cheating or just this fatal flaw that's happened in the relationship. But I feel like it's almost even harder when it's like, I could easily just be with you and be comfortable and, like, say yes to this. And it's almost harder to, like, deep down know this is not who I'm meant to be with. I have to walk away. And it's like you don't even really know how to give them an explanation because it just feels like you have to just be true to, like, what you feel so strongly about. But it's not even like you can put it in words. You're just like, I love you and care about you. And it's like, if you love me, then why don't you want to be with me? It's like, ah, like yes. that doesn't mean people should combine their whole lives just because we have love for each other. Exactly. And I think a lot of us have this, like preconceived notion that oh if you love someone like you get married and it's like we forget all these added things of like what actually makes a life together and just like I guess it's like the chemistry aspect and just like how your hearts line up and your souls line up because yeah you can love someone so deeply but then you're kind of like ooh, but like am I my am I who I'm supposed to be with them Mm -hmm. you know no yeah that's such a good point um, yeah. it feels so funny to even like reminisce about a hard breakup when you're married because it almost feels like oh I'm not allowed to talk about like when I dated other <laughs> people because I'm married now but it like kind of you know obviously it like makes you who you are right, today literally. and I, Nick's heard this whole sob story but in high school I dated this boy and it was like on again off again um, like he I just thought he was like the coolest guy and totally out of my league and he didn't go to the same school as me. He, like, went to school across town. And I think we we met at, like, my friend's pool party. But then awesome. we also, like, started talking. I think we followed each other on Twitter because we, like, met randomly at this pool party. And you know I didn't speak much to anyone. Like, I'm not going to, like, go chat up a group of guys. You know, like, she's a girl's girl. But we, like, followed each other on Twitter. And we just, like, started talking on Twitter. And then we, like met up and started hanging out and I wouldn't say we were dating we were more so talking like sophomore Mm. year and then he just kind of ghosted me like just like it just fizzled out and I you know there's all these rules like you can't double text someone like we have all these rules you can't ask clarifying questions you can't be like hey I really enjoyed like getting to know you would you like to still do like you know there's none of that when you're 16 years old and so it just like fizzled out And then senior year, we, like, reconnected, and again, we just, like, started talking. It was, like, this definite talking stage because it was, like, we both really just want to protect each other's hearts and, you know, all the cliche high school Christianese things that you say to each other, which is, like, valid, but (laughs) it kind of led to, like, this continual, like, where are we? Like, at first, it was, like, this is good. Like, I'm glad we're taking things slow. We're really getting to know each other. Like, we're having fun. Like... And then at some point I was like, but I would really like a label actually. Like I would actually really like to be able to call you my boyfriend and like bring you to my school dances and like not feel like I'm a crazy person. You know, it's like, okay, at some point, like I really do think I will be needing some clarification. And so finally, like after six months of just like us circling the wagons, we 
like he asked me to be his girlfriend and obviously I said yes I was like what are you waiting for (laughs) and then honestly just like a month went by and he just like I now being 26 years old and I don't want to like armchair diagnose him but I'm like I really think he was going through a lot and like he was also on Accutane, mm. which, like, I don't know if you've known anyone who's been on Accutane, yeah. but, like, it that's tough. it changes. Yeah. That's so tough. And I don't think I had the grace for someone at, like, 18 to be, like, your mental health is struggling. You don't have the words for this. You're scared. You're trying to figure out college. You're trying to, like, wrap up your sports. Like, he wanted to play, like collegiate baseball you know like there's all this pressure where I'm just like I just want us to be in a relationship because I really like you and it was kind of like oh dang like I'm just kind of another burden and I remember we decided to like my best friend from like my childhood best friend came to visit me from California and she like surprised me and like we all had my birthday dinner together it was honestly like kind of the scene in Gilmore Girls when Jess comes to Roy's grandma's house and has dinner and he shows up with a black eye and grandma's like what (laughs) you know it was obviously he didn't have like a black eye but like he showed up just like in a bad mood probably from his Accutane and like it was my birthday dinner and she just like looked at me and she was kind of like this isn't it like and I love her so much for saying that to me because I think deep down I knew like like I wanted to make it fit so badly like I I just cared so much about him and he just felt like the best guy I'd ever met at that point being 18 years old, which big tip, do not just marry someone or like not even marry because I was 18, but like don't just like force yourself into a relationship just because you're like, this is the kindest guy I've ever met. It's like, there's going to be other kind guys, girlies. Like there's going to be another guy. Like that shouldn't be your only criteria. Again, the bar is literally on the floor, but And I was just like, thank you for telling me that because, like, I needed to hear that, that, like, he just wasn't – she's like, I don't – you, like, deserve more. Like, this isn't Mm -hmm. it. Like, you guys just don't click. And I knew that was true. And um, so we, like, went on a break, which, like, iconic. Yeah, I know. Like, I (laughs) – We were on a break. But – and I remember he, like – didn't text me and I or like obviously you're on a break but I was like what does that mean because like we're in a relationship like sure we're like on a break but like you can't just ignore my existence and like it was the springtime so you know prom was coming up and there were all these things like in the balance I'm like graduation like do I need to get you a graduation ticket for me like do you should I get prom tickets for us like you know we got to plan our outfits and it was just like radio silence from him And I remember he, like, posted a Snapchat that he brought, like, one of his girlfriends, like, girls that are friends, Mm -hmm. a Starbucks drink. (gasps) And I was kind of, like, so jealous. Yeah. Because here he is saying, like, I just don't have the capacity for this. Like, I'm doing baseball. I'm in this class. I'm doing this. I'm getting ready for school. Like, it's just I can't have another thing on my plate. And so I remember, like, I just called him one night. Like, I haven't spoken to him in a month. And I, he, like, answers. And I'm just like, I miss you. Like, what is going on? And he's just like, I, yeah, like, I miss you too. But, like, I don't know. I just, like, have a lot going on. And I was just like, well, let me take something off your plate for you. 
And I was like, we're done. No, not the we're done. Like we're just we're done. I was and I was like, I like deserve more from you. I just feel like I'm like on the bottom of your list and I'm tired of it. And so and he didn't say anything. Like I distinctly remember him just being so quiet. And I just remember I I think we were talking for a while and he just had nothing really to say. And I was kind of like, okay, well, like I'm done. Yeah. Cause I'm not gonna be with someone who just like doesn't yeah. It doesn't give a flip. And so we broke up and that was like the hardest breakup I've ever been in because it's like I wanted him to care about me so badly, but he didn't. And when someone treats you like that, like that's not your person, you know? And like, but I remember I like didn't go to school. (laughs) My mom would like find me crying in the shower and my mom gave me the best advice ever. She said, it's better to cry because you're not with him than to cry because you are. And I think she really told me that because, which is iconic. And we say it to this Mm -hmm. day, like the biggest piece of breakup advice I could ever give someone is that because it's just, if you know, you know, and you're like, dang, like I was crying when I was with him. Yeah. Cause like he didn't prioritize me. He didn't love me well. And I'm like, I know this is just like kind of momentary sadness, but I'm going to heal and I'm going to feel better. I wouldn't have healed. I wouldn't have felt better if I would have stayed with him. And so that's my biggest advice, girlies. You got to see your worth and move on. You really do. And you just kind of like have to like break the patterns, like pull yourself out of like the situations that feel so comfortable Because I do think, like, when you, like, before I had ever been through a breakup, I was always like, well, ditch him. Like, (laughs) leave him. Like, we don't care. Like, move on. Um, Not to be, like, rude, but that I literally just had no context in my life. So I was like, what the heck? Like, it's Mm -hmm. not that big of a deal. But actually, especially I feel like, I mean, when you're young, too, but in adulthood, when you, like, have built a life, like, together and, like, they're, they're so ingrained into your routine it's like you literally have to create a new routine um yeah and that's and that's like truly my only advice is like you have to create a new routine and like give yourself little things to find like little things that are just for you I guess um that feel like life giving to you that have nothing to do with them. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of this like little breakup when I was in high school, one of the good things was that he did not go to the same school as me. Like Mm -hmm. we didn't even live on the same side of town at all. And so I could really go my life without seeing him again. I never ran into him. And I think that's the same with you is like you move to a different state and I'm not saying like when you break up with someone like you have to leave no. but like it's so much harder to run into them. It is. It's so much harder to see them because you like kind of start backtracking and like doubting yourself because you see them and you're like maybe we shouldn't have broken up like maybe we should get back together again which I am the biggest criminal when it comes to that like I am the queen of getting back together with someone just because I miss them like it's so so bad yeah it's so hard this is like like sad girl behavior but I was like listening to like my fall music which we all know I talked about last time it's like sad vibes and like reading my book on the couch and I just like so strongly like had a memory of like being on the couch at my like when I was in New Mexico like with 
like him and um I don't know why but I just had to like sit there and like put my book down and just like close my eyes and like be in that memory for a second I was like man like it's just um it is like its own kind of grief I guess because you're just having to move on from something and leave something behind and a quote that like I've been thinking about a lot is um from Shannon Barry and it's when I turned and looked at grief, I found it was just love in a heavy coat. And I think um, love and grief are like just literally two sides of the same coin. And so sometimes it feels like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like I still love them. But it's like, no, I literally am just like grieving that and like grieving them. And that's okay. That's like normal. Yeah, it's this very interesting grief where it's like they're not off this earth. It's like, how could I miss someone but not want, like, see them? Because, like, when you miss your family, you go visit your family. Or, like, when you miss someone who's passed away, like, there's just that definite of, like, I will not see them on this earth again. And, like, there's an acceptance that comes with, yes. But, like, when you break up with someone and, like, that relationship dies, you're like, this is so hard because it's almost like self-inflicted pain. Like, you, future you is going to be thanking you. But, like, current you is kind of like, what am I thinking? Like, I miss them. Like, I want to see them. And I really do think, like, just you have to create a new pattern in your life. Like, you have to, whether that's, like, getting a new job or, like, moving or getting new hobbies or just, like, doing a new routine, like, going on a walk in the mornings. Like, if normally you would, like, get coffee with them in the mornings. Like, you just have to unlearn this behavior and, like, learn a new one. And I think it has to be very life-giving for Mm -hmm. you. If you're just doing it out of, like... I guess, like, spite or, like, oh, well, they're just going to, like, steal the life we shared and I'm just, like, going to go get a new one. Like, you know, I think it's hard, too, if, like, you have the same friend group. Like, I can't even imagine that. Yeah, it's a whole other beast for sure. We ultimately break up with someone or they break up with us because, like, there's this mutual understanding or maybe it's one-sided, but eventually it becomes mutual that, like, you just, like, do not see building a future with that person. And I think it's really good to be honest with yourself about that. And I don't think you really can know that unless you know yourself. And so I think a lot of people stay in relationships for, like, decades and decades because they, like, never have that space to know who they are. Mm -hmm. And they just, like, decide to be with this person and just kind of settle, but they don't know they're settling. And so when you're dating someone, you should have that freedom and, like, boundary established that like at any point you guys could like go to each other and say like this isn't it and like I think we deserve to find those people and that's not easy at all but I think the people I've broken up with like each time I've dated someone and broken up with them I've like learned a little bit more of like what I actually want in a relationship and also being around really healthy relationships and like looking up to people in relationships really has always made me realize like I want someone like that like I feel like I always kind of dated guys who like were the typical like masculine type of like I play sports and I like business Mm -hmm. and I like you know and like then I saw then I saw one of like my mentor's marriages and she, her husband, I loved like how they were like equal partners with their kids. Like I loved that he cooked and like he did like projects around the house to like make their house super cute and trendy. And suddenly like a light bulb went off. I was like, I want someone like that. Like I don't want someone who like looks at my salad and says it's gross because like they're a man and they can only eat like beef sandwiches or whatever like mac and cheese you know like the typical like 
no, I don't need a Ken, like a typical Mojo Dojo Casa House meal. Like I want someone who like is that genuine like partner and friend who like we enjoy the same foods and like we want to decorate our house together and like we want to like raise our kids the same like equal way. Like, yeah, you know, and so seeing that anyway. So so when you realize what you want, it's hard to break up, but also you're going to end up being happier in the long run because one day you are going to find that person. It's going to be so worth it. Yeah, for sure. I think you have to be like stable enough in yourself to be like, well, like it's, I mean, even if you don't find your person, it's like, you just have to be stable enough to know like who you are and like what you want. And that's okay. And like, there, uh, there's always going to be, like, compromise, but I don't think you ever want to feel like you're compromising yourself. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, There's enough hard compromise in the world. Like, you shouldn't have to go back on your morals or just what you feel passionate about. Mm, definitely. Okay, I'm like, well. that's, that's our thoughts, guys. <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's a little dark, but... We're getting there. <laughs> it's a little dark. We can end on a lighter note. Like when I broke up with my college boyfriend and we passed each other in the dining hall and he actually pretended he did not see me. Mm. Like he absolutely looked <laughs> the opposite way. Like I was fully ready to be like, hey. And he, I was just like, hi. Like, you know, yeah. and he just looks the opposite way. So that's fun. <laughs> that's always fun. No, like that. <laughs> no, when they pretend you don't exist. <laughs> Cool, cool. Yeah, you're like, okay. <laughs> Thought this was going to be civil. I'm like, okay, nice. Yeah, pretend I don't exist. Love it. Oh okay, girlies. Well, break up with your boyfriends. Yeah, you I'm like, okay, so this is it. This is your sign. <laughs> this do is what you got to do. Dump him. <laughs> it, it, you know what? It's a year of girlhood, so do what you got to do, guys. Do what you got to do. Um.